Hey everybody, what's going on? How are, <laughs> How are you? <laughs> it's Christopher Zarr and it's time for today's stretch for Monday, September 20th, 2021. And I'm just checking in on you like I always do. How was your weekend? Huh? I saw uh, <laughs> I saw a post from a, a former student of mine <clears throat> that uh, here's a site that nobody wants to see on a Saturday morning. And it was golf clubs by the door. <laughs> and then on the Sunday after that, <clears throat> she said, yeah, routine Sunday and what's on the TV. It's football. <laughs> and, you know, I can't help but think to myself that sometimes when we get into relationships with people, we're, we're really happy that we have someone that we feel like is beautiful and that when we hang out with them, they have a really good time. And then sometimes there's things that they do with our own time on their own selves as individuals that might make you think to yourself, why you got to do that? <laughs> and I don't know, you know, it's just, it's, it's funny how common it is for a, a guy who, you know, works really hard during the week, you know, makes plenty of money so that way he can uh, do the things that he likes to have a, a lifestyle that he enjoys to hang out with his friends and love his passions then every once in a while they'll have someone where everything meshes together except for the fact that he fucking golfs with the boys on Saturday <laughs> uh, I love all you out there that do that personally I'm not a golfer I haven't been I have a lot of people that golf in my family. Um, I was uh, a little traumatized by an experience that I had as a teenager when uh, when my dad, uh, my stepdad, but we just call him dad, uh, when my dad took all the, the five boys out golfing. And of course, you know, the youngest being at the time a baby, more or less, wasn't really clubbing with us. But when it was my turn to step up to the driving range, I, I grabbed his driver and I did my best to, you know, not overswing on this ball, but give it a good go. And I topped it like a motherfucker. And what I mean by topping it, I mean, when I swung, I didn't bring the club low enough for the face, right? The front of the club to hit the ball, but I hit it with the bottom of the driver head. And there was a spark <laughs> that happened when the friction hit. And apparently I swung this club in such a way that it created this dent in the bottom of my dad's driver and for that well actually he was really nice about it he didn't even scold me but I felt so bad that I really <laughs> that I don't think since that time I picked up a driver to club a ball ever again now I, I like putting you know I like chipping and if you want to hang out by a green I might be down to do that but yeah I, that won't be a concern of somebody that you know, ends up being a person that I live with and is that I'm going to spend my whole Saturday golfing and drinking with the boys. So, Hey, maybe that's a plus one for, uh, you know, my significant other in that, in that category. And, uh, the Sunday football thing too, man, you all are excited about this. I, as a person that was, that had football being a, a part of my life for so much, of you know my my high school years right for all of my high school years really to be on on like the other side of that and still have like a love for football but not have like an obsession with it it's funny looking at it from the outside in 
like I, I saw this post a little while ago that said, uh, you know, people that wear jerseys for the football team are really just cosplaying. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fucking God, please do not say that. <laughs> but it is kind of true. And uh, there's another person that I saw that said, um, I think it's a little homoerotic that a man will wear another man's last name on the back of his shirt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That might make some people rethink uh, what it is that's going on, you know, when, when they're wearing their, their jersey. But, you know, I'm not going to stop. Personally, I think jerseys of, of great figures in the sports are, are really cool. But, you know, it does bring to mind if a person's wearing a Kobe jersey, do they wear the 8 or 24? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that made some of you go like, oh, right? Because, you know, we forgot about what happened in between Kobe Bryant being 8 and 24. And, of course, this is posthumous, so I'm not going to be poking fun at the dead. But, you know, as a comedian, you know, I just I see the punchline and I take it. All right, leave me alone. They're jokes, people. They're jokes. <laughs> anyway uh the jerseys that i do have though uh in terms of the nba one is pretty boring um it's, uh, an individual by the name of tim duncan who if, if you don't know tim duncan and if you were to see this guy you might think that he's a manager at Coles. <laughs> i mean granted he'd be a seven foot you know tall manager in Coles. <laughs> but uh he's just you know there's nothing about his stature that says, oh, this is an impressive athlete, other than the fact he's tall. And as it turns out, he ends up being the, you know, I've liked him ever since I was in middle school. And so I have some clout given that this individual being a person that uh, is a legend in the figure of the NBA. Uh, another jersey that I have is an individual by the name of Tony Gwynn. Now, much like Tim Duncan, this guy is a little vanilla. Um, but what's cool about this guy is that he is known as a kind of like Mr. San Diego, uh, certainly Mr. Padre and to, to have somebody that had as much class and as much dedication and was a person that just really had a, a lot of love and brought uh, like zero to little beef to the game. And that was just the type of athlete that, I aspire to be the type of person that I aspire to be. And so I'm always happy to rep, you know, number 19 on my back whenever I go to a Padres game. Now, disclosure, this is specifically the the pinstripe Padres. The pinstripe Padres, the winning Padres, the Padres that made you feel like you had some hope. <laughs> you know, not uh, a little bit different than the Padres that we're kind of working with right now. <laughs> and I tell people, yeah. When the Padres bring back the pinstripes, you know that it's time for San Diego to rise again. And it's a bummer that it doesn't look like this year is going to be the year. The Padres had a real opportunity this weekend. They were going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. And they had an opportunity to re-enter you know, a position to make their way into the playoffs. And you know what happened? Dude, they got fucking cracked i they they took l's this weekend and it was just not a weekend to be taking these l's not only that but now there's beef between apparently manny machado 
and Fernando Tatis, our two guys, are supposed to be leaders. But, you know, maybe there's just some nurturing, a little bit of discipline that's going on. You have an older guy, a veteran, that might be mentoring or bringing back in the line uh, a person that's that's young and new and fresh to the game. And when a veteran says, hey, you know, this isn't all about you, even if they're yelling it, even if they're in the dugout, uh, that might be a, a, the type of thing that a person might just need to hear. So, hey, Padres, um, do what you present yourself as being as and maybe come to understand one another. <laughs> You know, uh, invite some some harmony and some love to take place within your relationships again and extend some forgiveness and make some reparations. You know, create a resolution uh, within your clubhouse. And that is one way that you can certainly uh, end suffering, you know, and, and do it not just for the benefit of yourself, but for the benefit of others, too. So, you know, that's why I have to say to you, Padres, you're probably not listening to this, but fuck it. You know, that's uh, that's what on the mind. That's what is on the mind of all of us San Diego fans out here. And I know we're not like a really popular, you know, fan base, and that's OK. Um, I honestly I don't think San Diego is a, a really popular or highly populated fan base for for many occasions. And. Another good example of that is there's an artist by the name of Justin Martin. If you are really into Dirty Bird music, if you're really into house music and that type of thing, uh, Juke, I think, is is one subgenre of the type of music that they share. Uh, Justin Martin was going to perform here in San Diego. And he was supposed to perform at a, at a I think, a Beach House. I think that's the name of the club or the venue. And I know that like his label and are, are a little bit underground, which I like, you know, I'm a little bit of a hipster, so I enjoy that. But they moved their their venue and their experience and they downsized a little bit from this beach house to a place called the Courtyard here downtown San Diego. And apparently they filled that place up to the brim, which really lit my heart up to here. And I was a little bummed that they didn't, sell enough tickets to really fill out the beach house which was the reason why they had to move locations but with someone that is as talented and when there's a fan base with as much i'd say like loyal love right or just like re really passionate you know really on fire true fans we'll put it that way when you have the type of true fan base that Jess Martin has, when it's really intimate like that, I think that is really the sweet spot. You know, there's a, a line by Russ that goes, uh, you're everybody's favorite until you're everybody's favorite, and ain't that the fucking truth? Ain't that the fucking truth? So for those of you that, you know, are looking at yourselves, and if you don't have, like, a really uh, popular or widely accepted fan base of yourself just yet, or right now, or maybe ever, don't sweat that. Just focus on doing the things that you're passionate about. Put one foot in front of the other in terms of doing the the best thing that you can do right now, and then do the next best thing after that. Don't be shy of conflict. And I think when you do that, and when you stick out for yourself, and when you stick out for your art form, and when you carry on anyway, I think that is where you win some true fans. 
So for those of you that are part of this little fan base right now, I love you. <laughs> and, you know, let's keep plowing ahead. And, uh, you know, the next, if you ever get an opportunity to see Justin Martin spin, uh, and if you're really into fun music that you can dance to and maybe get into your feels about, go to his show. His shows are fucking amazing. Um, speaking of stuff that's amazing, I saw this week that Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls grew <laughs> due to the vaccine. And there might be a lot of guys wondering, hey, where can I get that variant? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm sure your testicle size is fine. <laughs> it's also funny to see how obsessed the internet gets <laughs> over things like that. And seeing the memes come through is, is fucking amazing. Uh, another thing that's amazing too is that we got uh, fall coming up. It's right around the corner. I think it's in two days, September 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Today is September 20th, which means it's almost officially spooky season, which is personally my favorite. Honestly, it's when people talk about like perfect days during the year i know a lot of people think like april may like when we're coming out of the cold but personally i think it's actually on the opposite equinox right or is it equinox yeah yeah it's not it's not solstice it's equinox equinox being the spring and the fall um yeah when it's been hot for a long time and then when it just starts getting to get cool uh, especially like when it's just in the evening and just at night, you know, it's like, whoa, we've been in the eighties, we've been in the seventies for quite some time now. And we haven't been getting any coolness during the evening or nighttime, but look at that. Wow. Am I able to put a flannel on? Am I able to dress a little bit fashionable? Let's fucking go. <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes are out. No, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm not really a pumpkin spice latte guy, but I know many of you out there are. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering, hey, Chris, are you, uh, are you a coffee guy? Uh, the answer to that is, fuck yeah. And that might be why my words per minute are running so high right now. Your boy is jazzed. And uh, I will not apologize for that. And I will also not apologize for clowning on you folks for, you know, celebrating the first day of fall by getting your favorite flavored drinks. I will also not apologize for clowning on people for wearing uggs <laughs> i have no idea why but uh this time of year is the time of year where girls will wear uh you know daisy duke denim shorts but because they're cold they'll wear their fur boots <laughs> and i'm like pick a lane <laughs> no i'm just playing it's it's actually kind of a good look I, I don't mind but you know i'll clown on you for it anyway and you can clown on me for looking like a lumberjack you know i'm I'm not a man in the woods, you know, I'm clearly a kid from the city, but fuck it, fuck you, I'll wear my flannel, I don't give a shit, I'll wear my glasses too, I'll grow my beard out, and I will smell like sweaty pine <laughs> if I want to, come at me, ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, I, uh, I did do, uh, on, I'd say like a more vulnerable note, I did do something pretty cool, uh, this last weekend and in part it was inspired by uh, a bit of a hump um, that I've had going on in my personal life and uh, this hump invited me to reach out to my father uh, my pops my, my biological dad 
and uh, and ask him some questions about the positive character traits that he felt was in his father, so my grandfather, and some you know character flaws or bad habits uh, that he saw in his father. And then I asked him the same questions about how he felt about himself. And then I asked him, you know, do you feel like there's any uh, contribution, like any inheritance, anything that was passed down from your dad to you that contributed to both your, you know, positive character traits and your character flaws? And what was kind of wild about that was that, you know, it took him, uh, he, his first answer in terms of the flaws came really quickly. And the following answers to the flaws all kind of revolved around that, that one core trait, which was uh, over-controlling. So being like unwilling to hear feedback, um, maybe like asserting his way when it wasn't necessary or maybe when it was incorrect or misaligned uh, or without understanding. And uh, and I appreciated that, you know, Um, and... I didn't ask him about the overlap until after he finished answering about his dad and when he finished answering about himself <laughs> and um, when he was looking at flaws that he had himself, one of the things I mentioned was that he was really quick to judge and uh, that it typically comes from a place that's like really protective because he's sensitive deep down and he puts on like this, the shell, this front to uh, really to protect that type of sensitivity to which I thought, Oh, <laughs> dad. <laughs> um, and it was, it was really powerful to, to see that, uh, in part because I know that him and his dad like kind of butted heads and the relationship that I have with my dad has similar feelings of, of distance between us. Um, distance that, uh, just because I felt like I got like cast out or like pushed away or estranged because I'm different. And it's not that he isn't proud of me. He tells me that he's proud of me, but he has told me that he doesn't understand me and that the type of life that, you know, I've lived so far, which is a person that's oriented around like psychology and love and, you know, yoga, meditation, philosophy. He's more of a blue collar guy, right? You know, let's work on stuff, (laughs) you know, type of thing. And when, you know, he was examining his dad's positive uh, character traits and when he was looking at uh, his own positive character traits, both of the things that or similar that came up between them was work ethic. So like when they do work, they work hard, they work well, and they make sure that they do a good job and they want to do a good job because they take pride in their work. And also it's a belief that as a community, as a society, we should be doing our best possible job possible when it's time to be doing this job. And of course, you know, when it's time to relax, when it's time to be with family, when it's time to love, you know, enjoy that time, put your feet up, chill out. And I felt like I I got some of those characteristics, which was dope. Um, And then, you know, I thought to myself, I have another dad. And no, it's not like, you know, they're, they're not gay, <laughs> which, you know, if you got gay dads, that's tight. Good for you. 
Um, but in this case, you know, my mom married a man when I was around the age of five or six. I was the ring bearer at the wedding. And I looked like Stuart Little <laughs> at the time, which makes for a really sweet photo. And I was raised by and large by this man. You know, I spent, according to custody, you know, 60 to 70% of, you know, the time of my life with this man or with my mom, you know, and then therefore this man. And, you know, we did scouts together. Um, he did a lot of like uh, raising in, in the home and the household. And he was really good about not overextending himself, you know, or like overpressuring to have too much of a presence in my life. And so I felt really comfortable coming to him because don't make a joke out of that. <laughs> but I felt really comfortable um, confiding and asking him similar questions because his dad was a person that in our family is pretty legendary, historic. Um, and so I asked him the same questions, like what were some positive traits? What were some flaws? What are some positive traits that you see in yourself? And what are some flaws that you saw in yourself? And then at the end of that, like, do you see any, uh, you know, overlap between the two. And I'd say, you know, one of the things that was different between my father and dad here in this story was that when it came to the positive traits, my dad was able to rifle off a lot of positive traits very quickly without needing to think about it too hard. Whereas, you know, my pops, he, he hesitated a little bit. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, like my, my grandpa was a bad person or anything like that. But there was definitely apparent like a healthier relationship, a closer relationship between my dad and his dad than it was with my father and my grandfather. Uh, so I did take a note of that. The other thing that I noted was in those positive traits, the thing that was spoken of was that my dad's dad or my, my stepdad's, you know, dad was a person that had a, a good, clear, uh, sense of what was the right thing to do and was a person that, you know, was very calculated and always, in, you know, was never a person that, uh, dismissed any other person's, you know, invitation to examine things in a different way or that type of thing. But he had a good hard look at what were the things that made for a life that was healthy and harmonious. And when you have a, a person like that who has a, a good sense of these things and lives in that way. So, you know, my pops, on the other hand, is more of like a do as I say, not as I do type thing. <laughs> my... My dad was a person that uh, lives by example and he's living through and by the example that uh, his dad had. And I got to tell you, that is fucking powerful. So if for nothing else, if you're out there in your life and you want to make a positive impact, study and get a good sense of what character traits you like to have and emulate and then lead by example you know, do those things and then have those things be the thing that, uh, in other words, catch on into the world around you. 
other people will do those things because you know they enjoy the way that you make them feel when you exemplify this and they will want to pass that on too at least in a society you know that isn't you know being bombed all the time <laughs> or on the brink of war or depression or that type of thing you know yada 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 and then in terms of the flaws <laughs> it was funny to see too how the uh, flaws that my dad has and his stepdad has are flaws that are the same and then my father and my grandfather are they had some flaws that were the same but most of the flaws were actually a little bit different and uh the the funny flaws <laughs> that um you know my my pops had to say was a thing about procrastination you know it's like yeah man it's when i'm not working i, I dick around a lot <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, don't we all? Um, and uh, he also said that he's quick to judge, which uh, I took note of because that's actually something that I've actively tried to not do. Um, I, I try to come to understand other people's, you know, opinions and uh, not make them out to be an enemy or even, you know, hold a grudge against them. You know, be understand that people can grow and that, Everything really can deserve a chance to heal. So give that opportunity and make things right in the world by doing that. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, this time coming to my dad's side is that he was like, yeah, uh, you know, one of my he was speaking here of his own dad. He said, you know, my dad. So my grandpa, he uh, he smoked a tobacco pipe. You know, and other people would say that's not healthy and something that was a leading cause to his death. And maybe you could say one of my flaws is that, you know, I don't smoke the pipe, but I smoke the smoke. <laughs> and I love that he had a good sense of humor about that. Uh, he also said that uh, he has a, a tendency that when he knows something right and he shares with like, you know, in the workplace, maybe an unpopular opinion. That might be something that leads to some conflict that doesn't need to happen. And I was like, I thought to myself immediately, dude, you got to read How to Win Friends and Influence People. Because <laughs> I used to have that trait and that fixed it for me, right? Um, but, you know, that's, again, that he said that that flaw is something that is of other people's opinion and is uh, something that he actually just... It's a part of his character. You know, he doesn't mind saying the unpopular opinion. And sometimes that means he gets some wins later on once things come to light. And when that happens, he admitted that, you know, he wins with a grin. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he might or rub it in or be not as gracious about that victory. And so if you're listening to this and you're wondering, Chris, why the fuck are you sharing this with me? It's because... <laughs> it's because hopefully it helps if you haven't had the opportunity to uh, speak with your own dad or even to speak with your own you know your own mom or to speak with people that you have your family lines from or the people that you were raised by then do it and ask them about what they saw in the people that that raised them and reared them and helped cultivate them and that will offer some insight into maybe some corrections that you can have for yourself 
And that's why, you know, I, w- I wanted to share that with you and, and go in in that way. So if that was too deep, well, you know, that's part of the stretch. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And in uh, in the world of, of yoga and meditation this week, um, the workshop that I had on Sunday is acceptance. And one of the big takeaways from that was we might have an idea of where we might want to direct our concentration and our focus. And we might think to ourselves when we're meditating, Hey, I'm trying to focus on my breath. Why won't this noise just stop? Well, instead of that, what you can do is actually move towards that obstacle. Instead, have that thing that is your distraction right now, have 100% of your focus instead of suppressing it, instead of turning away from it, instead of rejecting it, accept it, be with it. And what you'll notice is that when that happens, calm appears. It, it presents itself and it arrives. And then from that place, after you become aware of something, and then after you have accepted something, uh, you'll have a, a fertile ground for compassionate action to take place next. And you know, with regards to what's going on right now in, in my personal life and the kind of you know rocks that I'm moving amongst at the moment, I felt like it was really timely <laughs> to, uh, to see that lesson pop up. And it's, uh, and it's a lesson that I'm going to, uh, carry with me, you know, as I, as I navigate these waters. And so if you are out there, you know, um, practicing your yoga, practicing your meditation, or just working with obstacles, then, you know, you can take that note from, uh, from stoicism that, uh, the obstacle is the way <laughs> sometimes. And, you know, in the words of George Mumford, uh, you can have the obstacle become the place that you turn your attention towards. And when you accept that, when you say, okay, it's here, you know, I feel bad, but you know, it's, it's here and I'm with it. Uh, then calm will, will present itself to you. And from there, you know, you can figure out what compassionate actions you can take to, um, to resolve it, you know, to move through it, or at least to return, uh, peace, you know, or align with what you'd like to do with uh, your task at hand. Um, and at the bottom of all that, at the, at the innermost part of you, you know, regardless of what's on, what's going on with your body, what's going on with your energetic state, what's going on with your emotions or thoughts, all of those fluctuations are things that are appearing on the, on the outermost parts of you. And so you might be the most sensitive to the things that you are most likely to become aware of, but at the deepest essence of yourself, when you pull all that away, you're pure blissful awareness, man. So go out there, crush it this week. And, uh, return, accept and return to the beautiful, loving, blissfully aware beings that you are. All right. That's what I got for you this week. 
on today's stretch. Uh, for those of you that have joined me on Instagram at Yogazar, I see you. Thanks for doing that. It was really good to see you. For those of you that came out to the meditation masterclass workshop series this week, uh, thank you. I'm looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to um, doing it again with you all sometime soon. I right, love you. Have a great week and I'll see you again here on Thursday. Peace.